This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, May 25th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Downey. Here's today's headlines. New Farm Bill proposals. Secretary treads lightly on Trump budget and back on Capitol Hill. Relief for pesticide applicators and international animal welfare considered. Lawmakers are preparing today to break for the Memorial Day recess, and they won't be back in Washington until the first week in June. Thune unveils new farm bill proposals. South Dakota Republican Senator John Thune has been steadily offering some options for consideration for the next farm bill. Today, ahead of the congressional break, he will unveil a new plan to both simplify the Agriculture Risk Coverage County, or ARC County, payment process, for multi-county farms and require a mandatory crop acreage-based reallocation. There's no Congressional Budget Office score yet, but Thune's office expects the proposals to save money. Thune said by correctly calculating ARC County payments as Congress intended them to be and reallocating base acres using the most recent planting history, we can both save taxpayers money and more accurately target commodity assistance to those who need it the most. Under Thune's bill, a farm's new base acreage would be those acres that were planted or considered planted in 2014 to 2017. His proposals give farm organizations key starting points as they build their own respective positions on changes to the ARC County program. Purdue treads lightly on Trump budget. Agriculture Secretary Sonny Purdue is passing up the chance to defend many of the most controversial proposals in President Trump's budget. During his first hearing before congressional appropriators yesterday, Purdue affirmed the importance of crop insurance, saying USDA's job was to provide advice to Congress. And he said it was irrefutable that Trump's proposal to kill the Food for Peace program contradicted his pledge to buy American. He said that concerns about eliminating two export assistance programs were legitimate. And he also said he still needed to review the proposed 5.5% cut in USDA's workforce. USDA lawyers not budging on cotton. Purdue made clear to the appropriators, as he did to the House Agriculture Committee last week, that he's unlikely to make cottonseed eligible for the Farm Bill's price loss coverage program. Purdue told Representative Steve Palazzo, Republican of Mississippi, that USDA's general counsel has not budged from its position that the secretary lacks the legal authority to declare cottonseed as an other oilseed and eligible for PLC. Purdue said there would be budgetary problems as well with that request. Secretary Purdue back on Capitol Hill today. There he'll testify before the House Interior Environment Appropriations Subcommittee about the Forest Service budget. He will also be meeting with a small group of leaders and members of the Organic Trade Association. USDA Chief Economist Rob Johansson will be a lead witness at a Senate Agriculture Committee hearing on farm economy. The hearing will help lay the groundwork for maintaining spending on commodity programs and crop insurance in the next farm bill. House passes relief for pesticide applicators. Republicans are making another attempt to ease permit requirements for pesticide usage. 
The House voted 256 to 165 yesterday to pass the Reducing Regulatory Burdens Act, which would reverse a 2009 appellate court ruling that forced the EPA to require pesticide applicators to get permits to spray in or near navigable waters as defined in the Clean Water Act. Similar efforts to reverse the court decision have died in the Senate, so legislation still faces a big hurdle. U.S. Trade Representative says U.S.-Mexico talks on sugar, very encouraging. There's not been much good news coming out of talks lately between the U.S. and Mexico over a new agreement on sugar trade. But U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer says negotiations are actually very encouraging. U.S. Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross announced on May 1st that talks with Mexico were at an impasse. He set a deadline of June 5th when the U.S. would begin imposing massive duties on Mexican sugar. Ross met last week with Mexican economy minister Eldefonso Guardo, but no breakthroughs were announced. The U.S. is demanding that Mexico agree to a new suspension agreement that limits the amount of Mexican sugar exports in return for U.S. willingness not to impose anti-dumping and countervailing duties. The U.S. wants Mexico to commit to sending more raw sugar and less refined product, which doesn't need to be processed in U.S. mills. Pork producers offer report on trade. The National Pork Producers Council is releasing a 37-page report today detailing NAFTA's benefit to agriculture state by state. You can see the report on agripulse.com. Organic sees banner year. Sales of organic food hit a record $43 billion, an increase of $3.3 billion, or more than 8% from 2015. That according to the Organic Trade Association. By comparison, overall food sales rose by less than 1% last year. The increase in organic market share was led by sales of $15.6 billion in organic produce. But the organic protein sector also shot up 17% the category's biggest year-over-year gain ever observed. Organic foods now account for 5.3% of total food sales in this country. Baseball star touts organic farming and food. Washington Nationals outfielder Jason Wirth, who is getting into organic agriculture with an eye toward a post-baseball career, was a featured speaker yesterday at OTA's annual Washington Conference. Worth already has 500 tillable acres in Virginia and says he wants to double that. He says the farm matches his philosophy on food and diet. He told the OTA meeting that the Nationals are one of the few teams in Major League Baseball that have gone organic in its training room. Other teams, he says, are still very far behind the curve. Oops. USDA's Farm Service Agency is clarifying a December Federal Register notice announcing the availability of funding to help cover certification costs for farmers and ranchers transitioning to organic production. It turns out there is no such funding because, as a revised Federal Register notice points out, no transitional certification programs are currently established under the Organic Foods Production Act. Accordingly, this notice clarifies that cost-sharing assistance will not be available for transitional certification. The original notice from December also said that beginning in FY 2017, state organic program fees would be eligible for USDA reimbursement. That provision still holds.
International Animal Welfare Considered. The World Organization for Animal Health, also known as OIE, has released a strategy for developing new science-based international standards for animal welfare. The strategy says the new standards would take into account regional perspectives. The first step in the strategy is to establish a forum that will bring together the agriculture and food sector, researchers and animal welfare advocates to consider what issues need to be addressed. Here's today's He Said It. A meal that's healthy in some regards is not nutritious at all if it's thrown in the trash can. That Agriculture Secretary Sonny Perdue defending changes to school nutrition standards. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, May 25th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Nally.